0: Welcome to A Novel Life, a podcast about living life in a novel way. I am Lauren Ruth Martin, a licensed professional therapist in Tennessee. Remember, what we talk about on here is a lot like therapy, but it's not the real deal. So if you want to do the work, make sure you're doing it with a professional. Let's start the show. Okay, we are going to kick off today with a lot of exciting So we're just going to jump right to it. So make sure that you are following me on Instagram at Lauren Ruth Martin because there is a link to get merch. Merch is now there. Uh, A few mugs, a tote bag, a sweatshirt, a t-shirt. The merch is going to be available until December 21st. So you're going to want to hop on that For sure. Um, I'm super pumped about it. It's something that I'm hoping to keep going, but the first round is now live. So make sure you hop on that. Second announcement save the date for Sunday, January 24th, 2021. That is going to be the Novel Life Self Care 5K. Woohoo! What's a self care 5K? I know that's your question. Um, So here's the thing. We are gonna do um, a day where I am gonna ask y'all to dedicate 3.1 hours to self-care, whatever that looks like. Um, there's gonna be a whole sort. There's gonna be a lot of content leading up to this day to help you sort of dictate how you're going to do this virtual 5k. Don't let the 3.1 hours discourage you just like um, when it comes to running or walking or doing what you need to do. Every mile counts. And so I just want you to go ahead and put on your planner January 21st circle that as a day to implement what self care that you can. What I am going to do on that day is I'm going to hop on Instagram live from noon to three Oh six, because that's 3.1 hours, um, to offer you a lot of content around values work, um, how to begin implementing self care as a ongoing practice, um, how to implement bringing your values into your life as an ongoing practice. Um, and even going into more, um, rodbt and acceptance and commitment therapy concepts so it's going to basically be a free mini workshop um, on that day and so that's going to be on instagram live so just make sure if you're not following me already hop onto instagram follow at novel or not at novel counseling at Lauren Ruth Martin, I have to get used to that. Um, And then I'm going to have a link set up later this week or by next episode with a way to sign up for the 5k. And then you're going to get a race packet is not that sound cool? A race packet, a race packet with a PDF, um, different sort of videos and resources and just a collection of things to help you really get your mind right. And in the state of being to be able to execute a self care five K, doesn't that sound lovely? Like I'm already thinking about what I'm going to do that day before doing the live. And I think that's going to involve some like fun coffee, um, a lot of journaling, a lot of brainstorming, um, Kind of setting out my year so my calendar is definitely going to be there. And what this is leading to is just this overall goal that I want to begin encouraging y'all to do, and that's making self care a true practice and not something that you do once everything gets super stretched or as you do as something to avoid. I want everybody to begin exploring all the elements of self care to where it's just a part of daily living and not a means of survival or distraction. And so that's including doing the not boring self care. That's like making appointments, um, folding laundry, doing all of that. Because again, if you've been following me for a little bit, I'm all about changed behavior. And I think that really being able to embrace this concept and to fully throw yourself into it is what can produce change or really set you up to do some of the hard work that maybe has just been avoided for a long time. And so this little kickoff event I think is gonna be a lot of fun. Um I'm excited to see what this can you know, what this can build into. And as always, I'm gonna be so thankful for y'all to join along. So make sure that you're following and then we're gonna have a little email list thing going on and we're just gonna like make self-care a thing because why not let's make 2021 far more awesome than 2020. All right, let's get back to answering those questions. So, this week's question comes from Instagram, as always. And the question is, What do you do? So, it's basically about um, how do you manage expectations regarding gift giving? Um, This really brings me back to the episode that I did a few months ago about shame and money, um, and also really being able to examine our own expectations around gift giving and our own expectations around um, how we receive things in general. What I'm imagining for this person that sent it in um, is that there's a high chance that you struggle with um receiving compliments or really being the on the receiving end of things um and maybe there's some stuff in your life that has influenced that you know when i think about those that struggle with receiving compliments or receiving praise um there's almost either an obligation of things must be received so a lot of values around fairness um things being equal which again isn't isn't bad, but it can really cause us to be stuck to where we, um, aren't as open to being able to receive things in a gracious way. Um, also it can just be, um, just something that you're uncomfortable with. And I would encourage you to kind of do some self-inquiry around where did I get the idea that gift giving must be equal or where do I, you know, where did I get the idea that I, you know, should know exactly what I'm receiving in advance. So if we think about it, it goes back to that idea of control. And if we aren't feeling comfortable with the expectations around gift giving, we can either get ahead of it, you know, and talk to our friends or family, those that we know are going to be doing gift exchanges and just bringing up our own personal comfort levels. Um, some people may say, okay, great, you know, I'm thanks for letting me know that you're going to be on a budget." I'm actually comfortable with giving more, so I'm going to choose to give more. If you notice that you still have energy around it, what we don't want to do, and I'm forgetting off the top of my head, I think it's flexible mind reveals the RODBT skill where it's about relinquishing the urge to control other people. And when it comes to this, some people just don't mind being gift givers. And some people aren't really keen on, you know, receiving gifts, but they love to give. And it's that idea of celebrating diversity around giving and receiving gifts and um, styles of gifts. Um, I can relate to this personally. My husband is a very awesome, um, he's really great at gift giving in the sense of he's a very thoughtful gift giver. I am more so a practical gift giver. giver. I like to give gifts that can be used um, and things that have an element of practicality to them. So I like giving uh, journals or if I know that somebody likes a specific type of clothing, buying them that, um, cute water bottles. uh, Like I like getting my son things that he will actually play with. rather than the the flashiest thing and sometimes I feel sort of bad when my husband and I exchange gifts because a lot of it is directly what he has asked for or things that he will find useful whether that's for his car or in the kitchen um because that I'm more of a utility gift type um the gifts that he has given me over the years have been very thoughtful um, around things that I, I like. And I used to take it personally that I kind of, I, I put it on myself to labeling myself as a as a really crappy gift giver and really getting down when it's like, hold on, we're just different people. We give things in a separate way. And my husband has been very outward in letting me know that he doesn't like, he doesn't take the um the utility the utility sort of nature of my gifts personally, um, I'm more of a words of affirmation person. So I like writing letters or or saying to my husband like what I, how I feel about him. Um, and so as recognizing those things has been helpful for us navigating it to where we don't make it beyond the gift, and that's what I'm imagining might be happening with you too. If it's more practical get ahead of it and just talk about expectations with gifts if it's starting to feel more personal investigate it through self-inquiry and see what that might be touching on you and see how that can either be addressed directly in the relationship um, or begin shifting your perspective on gift giving let's take a break we'll be right back All right, this week's topic builds upon the self care 5k that we're doing in January. And the topic's going to be around the fact that not all self care is created equal um, as a therapist and just as a human being that's been around for the whole wellness trend to expand and grow. Um, I've seen self care sort of evolve from a practice and just more of like a practical skill that is taught in therapy and in various settings to now being um, almost overused, almost in the realm of distraction, but also like super commercialized. I mean, if we think about the whole wellness trend I mean I can't tell you how many face masks are on the market I've probably bought half of them Um, but you know this whole thing around self-care has kind of been the you know ongoing band-aid that is slapped onto therapy um, or slapped onto people's problems especially in a year like this of like make sure you're implementing self-care you know self-care is so important and like even me saying it, the fact that I'm making um, one of my content pillars like around self-care makes me want to like gag a little bit. But I think that's why I am approaching it because I think it needs to have um, a refreshed look and perspective on it. And I also think that there's a fair amount of resistance around it because it can involve self-compassion, which is hard for my more high achieving over-controlled clients. And um, And so yeah, I I, I think it's a it's a conversation we need to have. And so when I say that all self care isn't created equal, y'all know what word I'm going to bring up next, if you've been sticking around, it all comes back to context, and where your current needs are in this moment. And so when I say self care is not all created equal, and you've probably seen the memes, it's not always about bubble baths or self soothing. Sometimes it's doing the hard work. Sometimes it's doing things that you don't want to do. So it's very much living in the gray, both. And it's very much a, a practice that is um, giving yourself some room for kindness and some room for clarity. And it's also guiding you through the more difficult stuff, so that your life is in turn less burdensome. And when we think about the categories, I just break them down into two categories, boring self care and not boring self care. Um, You can do fun self care, not fun self care, but you basically go into two sort of tenets. When it comes to self care, the two extremes, and then you have like the gradient of possibilities along the way. And, um, if we go to the core of how I present everything, it's gonna come down to values and context and about prioritizing and sort of the mindset that you have when executing these practices. So let's briefly talk about um, kind of like myths, but like what's not helpful around self-care. What's not helpful around self-care is thinking that it's going to resolve all your problems, um, or that it's going to make your life better just by practicing that. Again, that's why we have a gradient and a balance with self-care, um, because you could be going through the ringer and a lot of really crappy aspects in life, and making sure that you um, meditate for five minutes a day and take a bubble bath once a week isn't going to help you through that. It may give you some temporary relief, but it's not going to give you moving forward and what I want y'all to begin picking up as we you know embrace this idea of a self-care as a practice is about how self-care can really be about building momentum and really orient you towards the things that you want more of in your life and um, so when we think about fun or not fun self-care and sort of the mindset behind it What this goes into is that idea that effort has value. You got to crawl before you ball. Um, But also that little bits of self care are just as essential, just like little bits of openness are just as essential for increasing flexibility and improving our mental health as the big stuff. Um, So taking three extra breaths before you go into that meeting or drinking water throughout your day instead. I used to drink unsweet tea. All day, like when I was a bartender, I would because I, I mean, I couldn't drink on the job; just was not able to function that way. I don't know how other people do it, um, but I loved me some unsweet tea. Never, I'd never drink water. I don't know how I, like, survived that. Like, I have to drink like a minimum of a butt ton of water um that's a scientific term be like but that's my self-care and the thing is it's really not that exciting like I would prefer to have like (laughs) I would prefer to be able to drink very flavorful stuff like tea and Red Bull and soda I would love to be able to function all that on day but I can't because my body has been hijacked by life quick pause All right, I took a quick pause and paused it because I didn't want to hear y'all drinking my water as what I was doing for my self-care. But when we think about not boring self-care, it's sort of facing the reality of certain things that you may need to incorporate, like more water, like doctor's appointments, um, like putting up the laundry. It's the stuff that you have to do to keep life from accumulating. And the metaphor that I used to this was actually something that came up when I worked at a high school. And this kid, I was like, Hey, okay, what would be your ideal job? And he was like, Well, I would want to be the penguin keeper at the zoo. I was like, Okay, well what do you think the worst part of being a penguin keeper is at the job or at the zoo? And he was like, Well, cleaning up the poop. I was like, Okay, so imagine that you ignored cleaning up the poop for your job. But like you loved it, but you just never cleaned up the poop. What do you think would happen? He's like, where there'd be poop everywhere. I was like, exactly. And so that's the idea of incorporating not boring self care and labeling some of these tasks as self care. It's to help re to help shift how you see the task. So when I I hate doing laundry, in fact, <laughs> I showed one of my clients in session, I had two overflowing baskets of laundry sitting right next to me. Um, and I was like, here you go. This is your therapist. She totally has her crap together. Um, but re- reframing or, or shifting my perspective on how I see laundry actually helps me... Um, it, it registers different in my brain and body. So rather than seeing it as a task that I have to do or as a chore, I'm seeing it as not boring self care, because putting my laundry from the basket into my closet and fully folded. It helps my perception of how I see myself. It helps me pick out my clothes, it makes my day easier. Um, and it's essential for me functioning, it, it helps my brain function. in so many more ways. So when you think about what is not boring self care, it is ongoing maintenance work to refer back to last week's session, it's ongoing maintenance work that is kind to yourself. Um, this could be taking your medication, making sure that you um, go to the appointments that you have to do. I had to book an appointment that I'm not looking forward to, but I'm going because that stuff is going to keep my body and brain operating in a way in a more efficient way that's going to increase my ability to execute life more towards my values Um, and so it's just basically keeping the car running better same thing with like cleaning out my car I clean out my trash every time I get gas like that is not boring self-care that sort of stuff that maintenance work is still giving yourself kindness And even if I don't like doing it, since now I'm doing self care, the mentality that I have during this is far more encouraging. It's less shaming, it's less forceful. The idea is that I will get it done when I get it done. Because it's that idea of executing self care. Now when we think about fun self care, when I what I want you to think about fun or, or, or not, not boring self care, I think I was calling that not boring self care. Y'all know what I mean. Not fun self care is the maintenance work. Fun and exciting self care is that idea of treat yourself. But where I think a lot of people get caught up is that it's something that has to be earned. And what I want you to begin seeing is how this, you know, exciting, shiny, Soothing self care can be incorporated into your day to day. Because doing day to day life, especially as you get older and have more responsibilities on your plate, is just hard and so examples of this, um, in our household, we, we always have desserts around. Uh, so that's a fun little, like in the middle of the day, especially on days that we work from home. Um, you know, it's kind of like having, um, Henry made lemon ice box, box pies over Thanksgiving. I was like, do you want to have a pie break? And we had a pie break and it was five minutes where we ate pie and it was funny. And that was pie break. Um, that sort of stuff, incorporating self care throughout your day, it seems almost um, like you're indulging or luxurious, but it doesn't have to be that it can be something very practical, like um, going outside and taking a few breaths of fresh air, actually getting out in the sun, opening your windows, um, having like a nicer, like having a lotion or like a nicer chapstick around, like this stuff is going to be more tactile and concrete. Um, but that's that's what that's what you're your flashy self care is about is how can you incorporate this kindness instead of earning it? Sure, you may not be able to like, go on a vacation every weekend. And that's something that you can have as an earning point or something that you look forward to. But taking mental vacation as possible. That idea of dedicating five minutes to yourself every day seems really hard at first. I understand that. And once you do it, it becomes second nature. Um, yesterday I had to run an errand and it was in Nashville and that's about 30 minutes from um, my house. And it was great because I got to go on a drive, which is very rare in the time of COVID, but I got to drive into Nashville and drive back and just have that like 45 minutes to an hour to just listen to podcasts and, um, and I, I stayed silent. I didn't get on the phone. I didn't check my email. I just let that time just be dedicated. And on the way back home, I got a drink from Sonic because it was almost happy hour. And I just wanted something different. But that idea of incorporating self care, it's going to look different. Some people need to connect with others. Um, if you're that type, uh, my friends and I use an app called Marco Polo, um, where we just send messages back and forth all day, um, which is nice cause it can be done on our own times. Our schedules are very difficult to coordinate. So that was, that's been really cool. And that's incorporated self-care to where if I don't have time or the bandwidth to listen to the messages, I don't, but I'll get back to them when I can. Um, but also being able to share what's going on in my day, that's self-care. So self-care in the line of connection. Um, I have uh, lotion all over the house cause I can't stand having dry hands, but just having that ritual of putting on lotion and smelling the lotion and having something that just feels nice. It smells like coconut. So it kind of reminds me of the beach. Um, that sort of stuff being incorporated in your day again is not about, it doesn't resolve any of your problems, right? But the but the that self care is about um, executing kindness on yourself being engaged in self kindness and making it so it just makes the day a little bit better. You know, some people like having fresh flowers, we have air plants throughout um, our house. Um, I drink my water out of real like I have to have cute or very highly functional water vessels. Um, I like them to fit into the cup holder of my car. Um, but having, you know, having things that are cute, that's that's just something that I like. It's why I wear animal print. That might be more of like a style thing. But, you know, having fuzzy socks to wear. Um, and when I think about stuff that's more on the less costly side, things like sunshine, windows open, Um, stretching my body, you know, going on YouTube and um, listening to a meditation, like this stuff sounds very cheesy and not practical. However, implementing it makes it practical trying on and sorting out what's there, like kindness to yourself can be very practical, and in fact, is necessary in order to get you through the day. Because sometimes you might be your only source of kindness. And that is absolutely necessary. I think about, you know, those that I know that are either at home, um, watching their kids full time or are working very necessary, but thankless jobs, I'm actually getting emotional thinking about it. Um, When my husband used to work in the restaurant industry as a manager, like that's not a kind of job, it was a lovely job. And he he loves it and misses the industry. But like, you're taking on so much of people's stuff all day. Like very rarely does somebody talk to the manager when they're (laughs) in a good mood. And so being able to implement flashy, fun, soothing self care in your day can sometimes be the only source of kindness that you receive, especially if you're in a high demand profession or in a profession that serves others. And that's why making boring and not boring self care is absolutely necessary. Because at the end of the day, all of us are responsible for our bodies and brains and how we navigate this life. And so self care as a concept is necessary for maintaining that responsibility, and maintaining the ownership and autonomy that we have over our lives. It's what's going to ground us. Because I don't know about y'all, but for me personally, I am thrown like multiple things are thrown at me every day. There's a, not a lot of stuff that is within my control. However, how I do care for myself, um, how I do acknowledge my reality and the fact that I am a human being. Um, what's the saying? Like you're basically like a complicated houseplant that needs a lot of like a lot of needs. Like I am a human being with needs that cannot operate on fumes. And that in turn helps me operate at a better capacity, at a capacity that's more aligned with my values, and to where I'm able to give to others. Um, this pandemic has shown me the importance of when something is starting to break, to to begin tending to it in a kind way, instead of pushing myself further. Um there have been things with my health that I've had to make appointments that I've not looked forward to going to. However, doing it has pointed me in a better direction to where I can take care of my body. I've had to face certain realities with um, the amount of energy I have in a day and what I can and can't do. Some of that not not fun self care that I've had to do has been excruciatingly painful and has saved me on the back end, by giving myself more bandwidth and and ability to be present for what I do have in front of me. And so if you have some negative beliefs around self care, or if you seem to get caught up on it being almost like overly indulgent, or not very, um, or if you deem it selfish, I would encourage you to do some self inquiry on that. Because maybe, How it's been presented to you in the past has been very indulgent. Maybe um, how you've presented it to yourself or how you've engaged in self care has been indulgent and more avoidant as opposed to incorporated and enhancing your life. Perhaps you only know it in the capacity of it being a high end thing rather than. Like just take taking five deep breaths can be self care because it regulates your nervous system in a way that is so essential stretching your body, your body carries more tension than you could ever imagine. But gaining awareness and and intending to yourself almost as much as you tend to things like your bank account, to your grades, to your job, putting that amount of energy into yourself can actually help you more than you may realize. And so if there are some things that you're getting stuck with, I would encourage you to reflect on that, and begin challenging and taking ownership for some possible false or unhelpful beliefs around self care. Um, And maybe that's not even calling it self care, call it self maintenance, call it call it whatever you need to. But when we think about the practice, and really finding value, in yourself. So if you hate yourself, if you feel like you're not valuable, this is how you show yourself that you are a human being. And that has the right to dignity that has the right to breathe, that has the right to take a break from what is pulling them in directions and to slow down. There's probably a chance that you have learned to operate for fumes for such a long time that you don't know how to sustain in any other way and that's not sustainable eventually you will break and so what this does is prevent you from breaking but it also shows that what you're doing the effort you're putting into the life along the way has value so yes self-care is in turn giving yourself value <laughs> Thank y'all so much for tuning in for another week. Remember, make sure that you are following me on Instagram at Lauren Ruth Martin, and there's going to be a link coming up in the next week to sign up for the novel life self care 5k. Um, also there's merch, make sure you get merch. Hop on Instagram and you can get that. Um, And as always, rate, review, subscribe, share, make this thing as big as possible. It won't be big without you. And so I'm so thankful for you. As always, again, have the week you're going to have. If you need anything, just holler. See ya.